Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're currently in the northern Philippines. And unfortunately, the Wi-Fi isn't very strong here. So apologies if there's any Wi-Fi hiccups or delays or lags. But hey, this is all part of the digital nomad journey. And uh, one of the things I love to do is interview fellow travelers, fellow entrepreneurs, and fellow Canadians, uh, fellow parents. And I have uh, one on the show here today. Our guest today is a friend of mine named Melissa Mackey. Uh, we've known each other for several years in, on, uh, on social media. And uh, she's super passionate about entrepreneurship and travel. And she has a whole company called Travel Chicks. And uh, she does retreats around the world in Bali and Mexico and uh, different uh, cities, countries, and continents. And uh, we're going to be finding out all about Melissa's entrepreneurial journey and her passion for retreats and also some tips and advice for you guys who are listening and watching in terms of creating and running your own retreats. All right. So, uh, Melissa, how are you doing today? I'm excellent, Ricky. Thank you for having it. So exciting. Cool. Why don't we start off by getting to know you a little bit better? Sure. Well, what would you like to know? Where, where <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we get to? Uh, why don't we get to know a little bit about your history and your story? If you want to share a little bit of your background and uh, a little bit about your uh, entrepreneurial journey in terms of how did you go from uh, you know your regular ninety-five job corporate job to becoming an entrepreneur? I still. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, back in 2010, I was running a travel agency, a brick and mortar travel agency in Calgary. That's the sixth most profitable store in all of Canada. So we were doing really well. I was hiring people, firing people, really training on how to run a business from the inside out. And what was happening was I would go home at night after working a 10 or 20, oh, this is like frustrating. Yeah, I'm making like a heck of money, but I'm also seeing the day and I can't this and I just felt empty inside. And I went to, I think it was a millionaire mind uh, intensive weekend with Becker, really opened up my mind to a whole new world that I had never even explored before. And that was like this personal development world. And so probably about 45 days after I attended that first seminar back in 2010, I quit my job. And I didn't know what the hell I would do at the end of June. And uh, that summer I took off and I just kind of found myself. I found because really what I had recognized and became aware of was I was not living my life by my in this so the funny thing is is that my degree was in finance and so as i was kind of searching for what 
want to do or just quit my nine to five, I found myself back in travel. And so I started Travel Chicks in 2010 and I continued on learning the world of entrepreneurship. And I actually went to a bunch of real estate seminars. And so as I was doing my travel, I was seeking building portfolio with real estate. And then I realized that after, I don't know, eight or 12 months after Making a lot of money isn't for me. So I fell back into travel again. I started hiring other independent contractors to work for me. And then and in 20, it's like phenomenal information that I had been learning and teaching to others. I began doing entrepreneurial events. So back in 2012, I kind of put the break on travel to focus on being a motivational and a coach and all these fancy things. And the funny thing was, is just within last year, that whole kind of identity of wanting to be this motivational speaker, I let it I just let it go because I find it so in how we hold so much of our beliefs into this certain identity. But then when you can release it and you you just step to who it's a whole different ballgame. And so in this last year, I should back it up a bit. Uh, two and a half years ago, I had a baby. So having a baby kind of threw a little spin in things and uh and so now I'm trying to navigate running all these events, still having baby and coaching clients. So I had to kind of back down on coaching clients one-to-one -one, because obviously I had a baby and I was breastfeeding and it's, it's impossible to try all of these things. So within this last year, so I had given up, not given up, I had kind of let go of travel. I was still booking all my regular clients, but I had let go for, since I was doing the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial events. And what's so fascinating is I took a group to call my daughter on the beach. I was just like, I freaking love this. I love meeting new people. I love immersing myself in in like different and cultures and what am I thinking of like not wanting to run with this whole track theme I'm owning that which I know for many people it's like they've been trying to claim this coach and this big time speaker but you actually led into like really what makes you come alive it's like all of a sudden all these people are contacting you and things are happening and I think so many entrepreneurs in their journey are just like hustling 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 and they're like fighting for that idea if it be when really you step into like what makes you come alive it is a different ball game it's been a journey and still to this day you know my mom and dad say to me well when are you gonna go get a real job if they can't understand what do you do all day you your computer on your phone and it's like it's like this mentality is it's so interesting because my parents they up in a generation where it was like you work hard and then you see 
for what, what the finished product is. And I know like my dad, for example, he's an electrician. So he goes to wire a house and you can see yourself. So it's like a lot of your stuff that you do, it's all online. And if someone from an older generation was such a, like, what the hell are you doing? It's, it's like, it's, it's just, it's so fun. So it's this whole entrepreneurial journey is, um, I definitely wouldn't say it's easy. I mean, if it was easy, a lot of people would be me personally. I, I love putting on events. I love putting on retreats. And like, at the end of the day, the two passions in my life are people and travel. So seamless integration of running my company, Travel Chicks, and like focusing on that. And so it's a lot. Awesome. Thank you for sharing the backstory there. Uh, it's incredible, uh, you know, you're the journey you've been on. And yeah, definitely congratulations on pursuing your dream, as it says there in your uh, title, uh, in your tagline, uh, pursuing the dream and uh, achieving it as well. So, and now you're helping others, obviously, to achieve their dreams as well. Uh, tell us about retreats, because there's a whole different dynamic in running retreats, uh, because I know you do events as well in Canada, uh, and uh, now you're doing retreats in like places like Bali and Mexico. Obviously, a whole different ballgame in terms of booking venues, marketing getting people to uh, fly around the world for them walk us through the logistics like how do you envision the event and how do you go through the the steps necessary to produce a spectacular retreat event in a different city country and continent well I would say honestly is I collect data so that I do that is I ask really key questions first to keep that because it's one thing for me to create something that I want to create. But if my clientele is what they want and I'm trying to deliver, you know, what I think this retreat should look like, it's impossible for it to land. So number one, I would say collect that, ask questions on Facebook. I use Facebook for Internet. everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the first thing I do is I always collect data. I do, I do research. I ask questions. I think questions in a powerful way, you're going to get the answers that you're looking for. So when it comes to logistics and choosing I ask where, where, like I, I, one of the biggest platforms I use aside from Facebook is meetup. I've grown, gosh, I have a community of probably eight or 9,000 travel members on my meetup groups and we're growing every day. And I'm thinking about running a new retreat or a new event. I ask my members, they're the ones that are you know, wanting to come on these trips. So why not ask your, your perfect ideal? I'll then see where the top like three places are. And then I'll do my own research to see, you know, if it's a Caribbean, what are like, you know, you don't want to be going in hurricane season and stuff like that. And then I'll reach out again and ask my community other questions of who do you know in these destinations that I can connect with 
you know, to start the ball rolling in organizing and pricing and sort of stuff. And then what else with logistics? Um, the biggest, the biggest is it's questions. It's simply asking questions. Mommy. Questions are so powerful. Oh, I have a little one who's decided not to sleep yet. What's that? There you go. We have a little guest, the, the, the little baby travel chick on the show here today. I have three young kids as well, so I totally get it. Uh, sometimes my kids are uh, jumping on my back and I'm trying to like talk to them and they're screaming and throwing tantrums. So it's all good. Uh, you know, as a fellow uh, parent, it's all good. Having, and I love having kids on our show here today. So all good. All good. So, Melissa, one of the keys to a successful event is not just producing an amazing event with amazing speakers at an amazing location, but you need to have people who attend. And I know as an event producer, one of the biggest challenges is getting bums in seats and marketing the event and making people purchase the ticket and making people show up. Uh, so what have, you been, what have been your top strategies for marketing your event and getting those people to pay and attend? Oh, that's like the ultimate question when you're running events or retreats. And honestly, it's so crazy because in my experience, people still don't show up even when they put money down. Like it's in my mind. But what has worked for, for us when we've marketed our retreats is a few things. So we create joint ventures. So we do partnerships with different people who have our audience. So we'll do a lot of research, you know, online and through our current community that we have and see who would be good to create a joint venture partnership with. And sometimes what, like, what I love doing is inviting speakers who have that kind of larger network to come speak at our events and they pay their own way there. We, and then they can make an offer or a sale. So we do a joint venture like that. And honestly, a speaker or someone who's really good at what they do, they jump on that opportunity because they know about being in front of a brand new audience. So we do joint ventures and then we also do like promo partners. So again, it's like you have ideal target client audience and offering them a referral fee, like an affiliate link or an affiliate referral fee when this promo code is entered. And then the other thing is honestly, Facebook, like Facebook and Meetup are brilliant tools. So like Meetup, we will contact Meetup organizers and offer to do like a free talk, kind of like a preview talk or, uh, you know, like a Zoom session for people to come listen to what the retreat or the event is about and then offering them, you know, cast to the event. And then the other thing is for all the people who have purchased early we will reach out via email or phone call to all of the people who have already purchased tickets for our event and we'll offer them a bonus. Like if they bring a friend, they get entered into a draw for, you know, something special or 
if they bring a friend, they can get entered into, you know, winning a VIP S package or something like that. But our biggest ways that we use to promote events are cross promotion or promo partners, joint ventures, and using social media platforms. Because honestly, when I did my retreat in Bali for 150 women from all around the world, and I had it in tow, I would attribute our success to me personally and my other event organizers setting up times to actually chat with future um, participants. I honestly, I think that made such a difference. So when you're actually making a personal through someone that may have requested, you know, more information, or they sent us a message on Facebook requesting more information before we would give any more information, we would always say, how about we set up a Skype or a zoom, get on the phone. We'll just answer all the questions that you have. And then, and then see, you know, see if you're a fit to come to and I think it was a game changer adding that personal touch in because a lot of event hosts or, or retreat organizers don't actually take that, I don't know, that 30 minutes that it takes to connect like a human contact, like one-on-one -on -one conversation. And I think that is really one of the biggest differences that attracted so many women from all over the world. It was crazy because I'm like, you know, trying to balance this business with clients plus breastfeeding a baby and managing like all these time zones all over the world. Like I automatically know Singapore is this, Sydney is this, Brisbane is this, like in Sydney. So yeah, that's, that's how, that's how we market our events. And I will tell you, we will still do all that stuff. We will still have purchased and they still don't show up. It is so unpredictable. And uh, yeah, that's definitely the challenge. Even for like, you know, the major event producers, they, unless you're like doing a big concert with Bruno Mars or something, that will sell out in a heartbeat, right? Or Ted or something like that. But uh, event producers, I think that's definitely one of the biggest challenges. So, you know, your strategies are de definitely rock solid there about the joint ventures and then the social media and email list, et cetera. So uh, one of the other key things about events is obviously the event monetization. You can make event, uh, you know, the money on uh, admissions, ticket sales, but also there's a, a lot of other creative ways on the back end to monetize your event. So tell us about uh, some of your strategies for both the front and the back end monetization. Oh my God, it is like never ending from live events, how you can monetize these. I mean, from the front end, <clears throat> from the front end, you can add you know an additional ticket purchase to get that vip access so they get front row seating so that's like you know an extra 30 or 100 bucks or you might offer you know a lunch with one of the main speakers so they can come to the lunch on one of the vip days that in itself you could charge one or 200 bucks i mean some people pay 500 bucks just to be in the space of like a well-known speaker because you're picking their brain. It's like a one-on-one -on -one mastermind with, with the main speaker. So that's like on the front end of how people could make some extra money. But on the back end, oh my goodness, there is like ways. 
Number one, record all the sessions. And I mean, you have to get a liability waiver release form signed by the speakers as well as all the participants. But you can uh, talks and retreats and events filmed and then turn it into courses or turn it into a recorded um, uh, MP4 for all the attendees at the conference. You know, they can pay 30 bucks and have unlimited access to review at any time. Thing is, at events or retreats, I believe that you are doing a disservice to all of the attendees offering like somewhere that they can train with you or walk with you further. Because if you delivered a ton of value to the participants and then you just leave it, like you just leave it there, you're, you're doing a disservice to them and to yourself. And so I believe that you have to offer a coaching program or, you know, a six week masterclass post event, um, or another retreat, you know, another big event. So those are some ways of how people can monetize the event. And then, I mean, the other, the other kind of big thing is selling vendor tables at this. It's like having an open community of vendors. I mean, vendor tables, gosh, at some of my events, they go for anywhere from 200 to like 4,000. Like it, it depends how many people are in your audience and how targeted your audience is. And then of course, the other thing of how you can monetize events is sponsorship. There is so much money in sponsorship. Yeah. So some great advice there. Definitely a lot of the stuff I've done as well with my events. So you actually have an upcoming uh, retreat in Mexico. Tell us a little bit about that, that coming event and how's it looking like? When is it? And who's it for? Yeah, I mean, our event, so we're hosting a seven-day powerful and profound retreat for women who are, I would say, middle age, from 44 to 64 years old. And it's really geared towards women in any profession. You don't have to be a coach or an author or a speaker. It's for any woman who's experiencing some sort of loss in their life be a loss of a job, loss of a loved one. And the big right now that we're finding with women especially is they've lost their sense of identity for a ton of days. If you're a woman, maybe you had a kid and you've poured your heart and soul and guts and everything into this kid. And now the kids are gone off to college. You're left wondering like, what the heck is next? What, what do I do? Where do I go? I don't even know who I am because I've given, you know, so many women are experiencing this sense of unfulfillment and loss inside of themselves. And they're just not happy and they don't know which way to go. So our women, I would say we're third to the 30th. Every single day we are working on experiential exercises. We have it themed with colors and every single day is related to a different theme. For example, day one is all about foundation. So you're going to learn how to build a strong foundation. Because you know that if you build a house that is not built from a strong foundation, it's going to crumble at some point in time. And our foundation is our core beliefs are not even aware of what our core beliefs are. And so we're going to help women reprogram their mind, reprogram 
around their body and replan of which everything is built in their life. And so it's really cool because every single day we have a different soup for the day. So women honestly are going to feel like a totally different person. They aren't even going to know what hit them. <laughs> sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. So uh, tell us about your website and how people can register for the upcoming uh, retreat. And uh, of course, you're going to be doing more retreats. So if people are listening to this podcast beyond this one, you'll be doing more into 2019, 2020 and beyond. So tell us about the ways to register and how people can connect with you, Melissa. So I want to throw this out there. So Travel Chicks, we are Canada's number one group travel experts. And we really focus on solo and single travelers. So what's so cool about that is maybe you're a guy or maybe you're a girl who wants to travel life but the friends that have the time, the money, or the freedom. I want to recommend checking out our website, which is travelchicks.ca, because all of our trips are focused on these solo travelers, and we help pair people up so that they can take these epic dream trips that they want. So travelchicks.ca is our website, and for the retreat up until August 22nd, if you register by August 22nd, you can receive an instant 150 savings. And that is travelchicks.ca slash Mexico. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'll have the links below so people can register for this retreat. And tell us about some of the up upcoming ones, because obviously our, our podcast is evergreen. People might be listening to in the future. So what are some of your upcoming, uh, what's your vision for the future in terms of travel checks, more retreats, different cities, countries, and continents, you're going to be doing them in. Uh, share with us a little bit of the vision for the future, Melissa. So it's, it's crazy. It is blowing, blowing bigger than I even imagined. And the reason I say that is because we're really forming travel chicks into agency but an event hosting company. So what's so cool about that is I have had some pretty well-known speakers and coaches around the world call Travel Chicks for us to help them plan their retreats and their masterminds in different destinations. So we're going to become the one-stop shop for travel and event planning, which is really exciting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we just announced today a trip, just a luxury trip to Bali in November, which any solo or single traveler or any person join us. And then we have a couple cruises going and then we have Mexico in March. So it's like, it's really ignited something inside of me to want to travel more even though I have a kid and you're doing it. I mean, you're living that laptop lifestyle and you're showing others what's possible because you know, messages on Facebook and to text me and see me out in live, you know, carrying my little mini me and they're like, do what you And it's just like, I don't know. I just do it. But so many people just have this like limiting idea and belief that it's, it's not, possible and it's like uh no I think it's pretty cool how 
my two and a half year old has more stamps in her password than most 50 year olds. Yeah, no, definitely with kindred spirits there, Melissa. Yeah, good on you for traveling the world with your girl. And uh, she's getting to learn all about entrepreneurship and podcasting. And I absolutely love it. You know, she was on the show here earlier and then she goes to your retreats with you. And, uh, you know, like obviously like your whole community is supportive of that because they're championing you as a mom, not just you as an entrepreneur. So yeah, definitely, uh, you know, congratulations on all the success you've had and you're going to be having in the future. Wishing you the best with the uh, the Mexico retreat and some of the upcoming events as well. Uh, so thanks so much for being on your show and we'll catch up with you soon. And hopefully we'll meet IRL in real life somewhere in the world as well. Uh, and thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Sorry, there was a little bit of a Wi-Fi issue here, but Hey, this is all part of the digital nomad journey. Uh, once again, make sure you connect with Melissa at travel chicks and make sure you connect with us at daddy blogger. And we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.